the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. My friends, today is Trinity Sunday, and with it being Trinity Sunday, we confess the words of the Athanasian Creed. More specifically, we confess that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. We confess that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are co-eternal with each other and co-equal so that in all things that we might worship our triune God in unity. Yes, today is the day that we dust off that Athanasian creed and then we stand and we confess with boldness our belief that our triune God is uncreated, unlimited, eternal, and almighty. But, why bother confessing such a complex and seemingly confusing creed, you may say to yourself? Why bother confessing such a wordy and apparently messy-sounding creed like the Athanasian Creed? Why not just say that we believe in God and leave it at that? Everybody knows that the details and the doctrines of the Christian church divide, right? So why sweat the small stuff? 
No, this is actually not right. You see, throughout the history of the church, thousands upon thousands of Christians would disagree with us on this. Yes, there are thousands of Christian martyrs that would have severely disagreed with the sentiments that were previously mentioned, so much that they staked their life on the doctrines of the Christian faith, on the details, if you will. You see, if we look throughout history and we spot solid doctrine, we will most likely find a trail of martyr's blood attached to it. The Christians of our past were actually unwilling to compromise the doctrines of God's word, and they were unwilling to settle for vagueness and imprecise statements about the Christian faith. Those who came before us, such as our Lutheran forefathers, were quite willing to be burned at the stake for a right confession, for solid doctrine. But it seems that this way of thinking about the Christian faith has come to an end. Today, more and more people in the church, they will cry out and say things such as, oh, why do we have to be so bullheaded about silly doctrine? Doctrine doesn't matter. Just stick with Jesus. He saves, not doctrine. Just stick with the basics. Yes, stick with the basics. We are Christians, after all, and we all worship the same God. Now, while this sounds fairly reasonable, there are many hidden problems with saying that we should just stick to the basics. For example, what are the basics of the Christian faith? And, and more specifically, who decides what the basics will be? You? Me? Will someone else decide for us? Maybe the world will decide what the basics will be. Will the basics of the Christian faith be reduced to simple children's stories that make Jesus into a moral teacher? If so, we really do not need the Christian faith, but we can instead watch reruns of Mr. Rogers. Will the basics be reduced to simple coffee mug slogans? Keep the faith. Believe in God. Be still. Just keep praying and so forth. If so... We really do not need the Christian faith at all, but maybe a Starbucks coffee membership. Will the basics be simply sticking with Jesus? If so, should we be concerned with how Jesus gives himself to us through the word and sacraments, the sacraments of baptism and communion? If the word and baptism and communion are too much to fuss about beyond the basics Well, unfortunately, I guess we are essentially seeing that we do not need the church and that we should maybe just toss our Bibles in the trash and call it good. You see, remember, dear saints, that Jesus is the way. Jesus did not come to teach you the way or to show you the way or to be an example of how you can find the way to heaven. No, this is nonsense. Jesus came to suffer and to die for your sins and rise again for your justification. On the cross, your Lord Jesus Christ gave his life for you so that he might give himself to you and be with you forever. He gives to you and your children his grace, his forgiveness, his eternal life. He is your way. And he gives this to you as the way of gift in the word and sacraments. What does all this mean, though? 
It means that we cannot talk about Jesus without talking about doctrine. We cannot talk about Jesus without talking about how he gives himself to us and his gifts of life and salvation, how they come to us. In other words, doctrine is far from unimportant in the Christian faith. In fact, without Christian doctrine, we can't have the Christian faith. Why? Because doctrine is just another word for the teaching that our Lord has given to us in his word. So if we let go of Christian doctrine... We're letting go of the Bible. If we let go of the Bible, we are left with ourselves and our own ideas about God, which are more often than not idolatrous and fake. Furthermore, if we attempt to reduce and diminish doctrine for the sake of embracing an easier life, then in time we will lose the clear confession of our Lord Jesus Christ, who he is, and if not careful, we will eventually lose the Christian faith altogether making us poor souls damned for hell while thinking that we are fine and dandy. Tragically, I hear the sad regret from many pastors and parents over how children and the young people of our churches are falling away from the church, falling away from the Christian faith after high school, and everybody wants to know why. We want to know why youth are falling away from the church after high school. Why are they leaving? That is the question. Well, my friends, it is not the fault of the Holy Spirit. It is not the fault of God's word. It is not the fault of baptism and his gifts for us. But rather, statistics show us two things. First, if parents are not bringing their children to church consistently in the first place and teaching them at home about the Christian faith, the stats show us that there's a 1% chance a 1% chance that they will continue in the church after high school. Secondly, a recent survey of 3,000 Christians conducted by LifeWay Research found that over half of all Christians in America subscribe to ancient heresies. We are not talking about minor doctrinal errors, but major ancient heresies that are condemned by all major Christian denominations. Bluntly stated, Christians in America do not even know the basics of Christianity and are often embarrassed to admit it. The average Christian in America has no doctrinal understanding and is often opposed to learning. So if our children and youth are not going to church and not learning at home about the Christian faith, and if the average parent does not even know the basics of the Christian faith, It should not surprise us. It should not be a surprise to us at all why so many youth are falling away from the church. Tragically, when the world is teaching our youth about things such as photosynthesis of plants, but the church scorns the idea of teaching our children the doctrine of propitiation, well, it is no wonder why we have the problems that we do. O Lord, have mercy on us. O Lord, have mercy on me. God, forgive us. Yes, God, forgive every one of us. So where do we go from here? 
Dear baptized saints, before we can begin to teach our children, we must know what we believe and why we believe it. We must learn the doctrines of the Christian faith, the teaching given to us in things such as that Athanasian creed that we just confessed. We must treasure and take up the teachings of God's word in the small catechism and his word itself. And we must never settle for the blandness of the basics. We must know what we believe and why we believe it. Yes, if we are to be faithful as a church, and if we desire to have this Christian faith passed down to our children and our grandchildren, then we must be prepared to believe and to teach and to confess the doctrines of the faith handed down to us from our Lutheran forefathers, from the Christians who have gone before us long ago. But we must also, yes, we must also be prepared to stand steadfast as a church, to reject and condemn all errors and false teachings. But my friends, be warned. Yes, be warned. We will not be liked for being faithful to God's word. The devil, he hates those who refuse to compromise God's word. So dear baptized saints, dear baptized saints, Doctrine divides. Indeed, doctrine divides. There is no way around it. There's absolutely no way around it. We cannot have it both ways. Either it will be the holy Christian faith drawn from God's word, or on the other hand, it will be a generic, meaningless, empty faith of somebody else's basics. Now, if you think this all sounds too harsh... Listen to our Lord Jesus Christ and the way he speaks to Nicodemus from our gospel lesson this morning. Jesus does not give a watered-down generic answer to Nicodemus's questions, but instead Jesus says this. He says, truly, truly, which makes emphasis, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus goes on to say, We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. Our Lord is clear here. He is specific. He is to the point. There is one doctrine. There is one teaching. There is one way, his way, Jesus' way. There is no compromising of the truth. Jesus does not water down his teaching or bend it towards mankind, the wishes of mankind, the wishes of Nicodemus. The doctrine and teaching of Jesus will not compromise and accommodate to our ideas of an easier path. So today, we confess the Athanasian Creed. Today, we confess the doctrine of who God is in great detail. We confessed it not as some dry religious exercise, but we confessed it so that we might continue to stand on what we believe and in knowing whom we believe. Yes, we confess the creeds and we learn doctrine because in so doing, we not only learn about our own sin, but also hear about forgiveness and life and salvation accomplished for us in Christ. Indeed, Christian doctrine, it it points us away from ourselves and our own ideas about God. Yes, Christian doctrine points us away from ourselves to Jesus and what he has done for us. 
And when we hear and when we learn about Jesus, we are not only given understanding, but we are given faith and assurance and confidence that we are Jesus's now and forever. May God grant us steadfastness of faith to cling to Jesus and to his word, to his doctrine. May God grant us a hunger for his doctrine, for his word. May God grant us boldness to confess him today, tomorrow, and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.